Yo, what is going on, everyone? What is cooking? This is scriptwriter Steve. You reach my podcast, Barbecue to Movies. Today is October 26, 2021. It is currently 3.53 a.m. in the freaking morning. I'm up late doing my thing. You know how it is. So today is a Tuesday, but this podcast is a screenwriting Saturday episode. So what am I going to talk about today? Not much. It's just, just going to be a really short intro, and then I'm going to cut into the podcast that me and Pitmaster Keith did about that movie Dune. But before I do that, um, I just want to add some, uh, I guess, a few things in here before I cut to my podcast. And first of all, I'm going to cut to commercial, and then I'll cut to that interview I did with uh, Pitmaster Keith. Um, well, anyway, I just want to tell you that I think you know Keith and I are kind of like on an island literally on an island, because we're on Oahu, but literally on, on an island when it comes to our opinion of Dune, because we don't think that movie was good at all. I mean, to me, I think that's one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. It's so boring, and I really can't uh, imagine watching that movie again. Uh, I had my mom try to watch it. Uh, she couldn't watch it over on HBO Max, and, uh, and I'm, gonna, I'm not going to spoil it for you. But there's so many things in that movie. There's so much story that it was kind of left on the floor. Now, I'm not a Dune fan. Um, I didn't watch the old movie. I didn't read the book. But I did end up reading a lot about the book um, after the movie came out, after I saw the movie. And, you know, these characters are very rich characters in there. And none of that richness, I guess, ended up on the screen. Uh, there's so much information about this world. And a lot of people want to talk about world building. One of my really good friends keeps saying, hey, you know, you got to build the world. And yeah, I have, you know, science fiction, fantasy, that's kind of my, guess that's kind of my wheelhouse. And, you know, Pitmaster Keith there, he reads about three books a week. And what does he read? Science fiction, fantasy. So we're both fans of world building. Uh, the, all the things that I write are basically the world has to be built, but there's a way to build them. And there's, there's just a way to communicate effectively a world. Because when you create a world, you have to be a very effective communicator. You don't want to just sit down there and just, you know, teach people about this new world, about this new terminology, about everything, you know, left and right, because that's boring. You, going to a movie should not feel like going to a class. And, you know, for example, Star Wars does it pretty well for the most part. Um, but Dune, it doesn't. So Star Wars built the world at the same time it, it entertained you. And as the whole um, series went on, you learned more about that world. See, you don't have to tell the audience everything there is about this world. Because, you know, even if we take to today's world, you know, you don't, you don't really know everything there is about Earth, correct? You know, you have no idea what's really in the deep oceans. A lot of you guys have no idea how airplanes fly. You have no idea how chemistry works. Or even you have no idea about the afterlife, what it has in store for us. And you can kind of fill in those gaps as the story goes along. Um, some people think the new age of storytellers, you think, they think they have, you have to stop the story from moving forward in order to build that world, you actually don't. And that's what's happening with Dune, all right? So Dune, to me, is not a great movie at all. I think it gives, um, I give it one of my worst grades ever that I've ever given a movie, which is Z, 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 that's lower than F, that's because I was sleeping. 
I, I fell asleep two or three times during this movie. That's how bad it was. Now, you may feel different, all right? But I swear, I, th- I think I promised you, I'll promise you this. If you see this movie, you're going to be bored out of your mind. And you're not going to understand why people actually love this movie. You know, so that's what I have to say. So I'm going to cut the commercial now. When I come back, you'll be there with Pitmaster Keith and I listening to the podcast that we actually did on Saturday after we saw the movie. Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's scriptwriter Steve with a shameless plug for my company, Dream Weddings Hawaii. So, if you want to get married in Hawaii, if you want to get your vows renewed in Hawaii, and if you want some family pictures in Hawaii, make sure you check me out. So, my website is dreamweddingshawaii.com. So, that's dream, weddings with a S, Hawaii spelled out, dot com. All right, everyone, I am here with Pitmaster Keith. Pitmaster Keith, say hi. Nope. All right, so on Thursday, we went over to the Doe Cannery Theaters and we saw Dune, um, the movie, yeah, Dune 2021. And um, we had the option to actually see it on HBO Max, but we opted to see it at the theaters and be plunked down. How much were those tickets? Fifteen fifty. $15.50 a piece. Yes. All right, and we... Uh, we could have seen a saw for free, but we wanted to see it on the big screen because we thought this would be an epic um, movie to see. Because everyone was saying, well, you have to see this on the big screen. Because for the visual effects. Visual effects. All right. So we came out of that movie highly disappointed. All Keith, it was was visual effects. There was no substance to it. Yep. Keith, give it a grade. Uh, I'd give it, give it for as far as visual effects. They got an A+. Okay. Story, D+. Maybe maybe D minus. Okay. Um, um, storytelling D minus. Direction. There's direction D minus. There's there's no direction. Is like there's some scenes you couldn't even tell what the heck was going on. I I, I noticed this director loves his still um, shadowy figure oh, yeah. type shots. He just loves them, and you can't tell what the heck's going on. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get into that. We'll get we now. We're probably on an island right now. We're literally, well, me and Keith literally live on an island. We live here on Oahu, but we are on an island when it comes to our opinion on it because we both think this movie sucks. I give it a flat out F. Um, I think it's the worst movie of the year. Um, Keith, do you agree it's the um, worst movie of the year? Probably. It's one of them. It's up there with the worst. Because we said Tenet was really bad and the critics all love Tenet. Yep. Um, Army of the Dead, we thought that was really bad. That was really bad, but that, but Dune was worse than Army of the Dead. Yeah. Well, there, was a, there was another movie which we thought was really bad. I forgot which one. But anyway, this is yeah. like right now to me, I think this well, is Black the, Widow. Black Widow was really bad. But at least I think Black Widow was a lot more watchable, watchable than this. Entertaining. Okay. So my main complaint was that this movie was boring. It, I mean, I fell asleep, I think, two or three times. I fell asleep two or three times as well, but not as far as long as Steven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, it was boring. It was, it was bad, you know. And uh, we both, again, we both really wanted to love this movie. We both went in there with um, a, kind of a bias, in fact, of wanting to really see a good movie. I actually liked the 80s version of it. I thought it was great. And I kind of knew before coming in that what the mostly what the books in, what the... Yeah. film was about and I thought I was going to love the movie but it was just dragged on and on and on and the voiceover oh my god 
if you're going to do a voiceover, at least use an epic voice or a storytelling voice that people can get drawn into. They use Zendaya. I mean, I'm not saying she's a bad actress. Was it Zendaya? That you I did think it, it was. A, it, it, it was either, a female voice, it was a, right? It's either Zendaya or they used a mother. Yeah, yeah, it was someone's voice, female's voice. Yeah, yeah. They, they could have used a much more um, catching voice. Yeah, it's something that draws you in, but that just wasn't powerful enough to draw you into the story. So this director, um, Den, how do you say Denis? Denis Denis yeah, Denis. Yeah, I think he's French Canadian. Um, he's celebrated. As though, to, as though as being one of the top directors of all time, oh, I guess right now, yeah. he's celebrated as being one of the top directors. I think he's probably one of the worst directors. Most boring directors. Most boring directors. And even then, a lot of the critics have said that, well, when you watch a Denis movie, get ready for a slow burn, which means it's boring. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you know? I but, hate slow burn. Yeah, slow burn, but the visual effects, the, the gravity of the effects is so awesome. Yeah, they keep going on and on about the the effects, the the cinematic things, like, like things like a cinematographer should be responsible for. Not really. I mean, a director has you know that that influence over the cinematographer, but you know we have to credit the cinematographers that he chooses. I think you know more than him, uh, or the director photographer. You know, it's it's just their story is so little. Like so, Keith and I just finished. Um, we not really finished. We didn't finish. We gave up. On watching Blade Runner twenty forty nine, we tried to watch it before doing this podcast. We gave up at around what, twenty minutes in. Yeah, about 15, 20 15, minutes, 20 minutes yeah. in because it was really boring and we had no idea what the story was about. Uh, just to just uh, for basics, I, I I watched the first movie in the eighty early late late eighties because it came out when we were really young, and I can't remember the movie. And there, and I'm sure they had some kind of synopsis in the beginning, but. It's the job of the people who direct it to make the words readable. Yeah. So in the in the beginning of Blade Runner, they're trying to you know do a Star Wars thing where it kind of keeps you up with what's going on with the movie or something, and it's like a paragraph, a couple of words. I mean, it's a pretty long, yeah, a lot of words, a lot right? Of words, and we can't make out any of them. They're microscopic. You know, so it's like what, and, and that's the director's fault. I mean, if you're gonna make us want us to read something, make it big, big font, right? Yeah, big font, big font, not this little teeny tiny font you can't read. Yeah, it's an eye test, and we both have pretty good vision, right? So yeah, I, like, got, I got 20, 20, 20 25 vision. Or yeah, yeah, and I'm, I'm wearing my contacts. I have pretty good 20, 20, 20, 40 vision, and we're, you were sitting pretty close up to the screen. We're like, what in the world is this? It's like a vision test, right? Yeah. A really worse, bad, yeah, worse, uh, worse than a vision test. Yeah, it's like like it, you can't really read any yeah, of the I words out there. Yeah, the small words on the computer screen better than I could read the yeah. stuff on the TV screen. So, so it was really bad. So we had really no idea what was going on. I think we have to kind of pause it and and reread it. And we're watching this on HBO Max. But we wanted to just tell you, so so um, this guy didn't, how do you say his name? Denis. Denis, Denis yeah, Denis, yeah, one of those French names. Anyway, Denis, um, he made Sicario. Um, Sicario was boring. Yep, I I don't I think I spoke fell asleep through seventy five percent of that movie. Yeah, so so I mean, here's the thing: he makes that movie. I mean, Sicario is a really cool, like you know, um, character, right? I mean, he he's like a, a, a hitman, a hitman, right? And he kills people, and it's like, and he made him boring. That story boring. It's amazing. Like, it's a lot of talent. And Sicario two is probably just as bad, or not yeah, that worse. But I don't think he made Sicario two, so we can't blame him on okay, that. Okay, but it was but it was still bad. He, it I mean, still if you. And then he made Arrival. Arrival, that was slightly better. I think I only fell asleep through 30% of that movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and it's the worst encounters of the third kind type of movie, an alien movie, because the whole theory is stupid because aliens come down here to the world to teach us how to write calligraphy. And apparently when they teach this woman how to write calligraphy, 
they've done their job and they left after that. I mean, it is like dumb. I watch a whole movie to learn that. That's <laughs> like, it's like, are you are you kidding me? So then Blade Runner was his uh, movie he did before Dune, and then all of a sudden he did Dune. And that's it. And before then, he was um, directing other independent movies, which I don't even want to watch. And then he celebrated. Again, he celebrated. And he's known for every single movie that I've seen has been boring. Bad. Really, really boring. And, you, and he's horrible at storytelling. So here we go with Dune. All of the critics are saying, wow, it's such a great visual. It's such a great this. But they're not talking about the effective storytelling elements in here, which there is none. There is absolutely no storytelling. So... In Dune, just to tell everyone, there's a now. By the way, there's a lot of spoilers to this movie because we're going to go down uh, the <laughs> list here. But there's a, I guess, what they're doing here is they're mining uh, element or an ingredient or what they call a spice, which spice. looks like sand on top of a de- in a desert. It looks right? like red sand in a desert. Yeah, so it's glittery, red glitter in a desert. Yeah, red glitter in a desert. So apparently, this sand they said it makes. Um, it makes people, uh, humans live longer, smarter, and it makes space flight travel or something like that a lot safer and more efficient. And that's um, done said with a voiceover uh, by either Zendaya or maybe that princess a- actress or something. And that's it. And that's all they tell you about the spice. But apparently this spice... When I read about it in like the Wikipedia fa- fandom that is uh, that was made for Dune... And that is in the book. Apparently, the spice helps make a drug called melange or something like that. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it correctly. And this drug here, it's it kind of works like that that drug in that movie. What was that movie called? Where the one you where you, where, um, you, where, where you take a drug and you become very smart and, and uh, all limitless. Of, limitless. So it works pretty much like that. But and and on top of that, it gives certain people like precognitive abilities. They call it prescience that you can actually see into the future. And this is why it makes space travel a lot more safe because people can now navigate at light speed and dodge and or like pretty much pick a, pick a path that you won't basically will be flying into a comet or an asteroid field. And that's why it's so good. They don't explain that at all inside there. Now, if you take too much of this, um, I guess, this spice or this melange, you're, what happens is that when you go through withdrawals, it's 100% fatal. So you have to keep taking it. You know, it's, you're going to die. Right. And the reason why you, you know, people's eyes are so blue uh, down there is that the people who live there, they actually take a lot of it. And that's why they're so good. They're, and, they're, and they're inundated with spice because they're breathing in it all Yeah, the they're time. breathing in all the time. Their eyes are blue. And they're and that's why they're so good fighters. They're, some of them are precognitive and they're so smart. And, um, yeah, so so that, that's why the, 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 the locals, I guess, of that of – that, um, I guess the, that, that planet yeah. are actually – they have heightened senses. And that's also the reason why um, Paul starts actually having, you know, visions. Well, he already had visions. Or he had visions from before. So he's one of those precognitive, natural precognitive things. I'm not sure if in the book he actually took that. I'm not sure either. I've never read the complete books. I I, I read synopsis. In the movie, did he take it in the original 1980s? I think in the 1980s, they did. I think he did take it. He did take it? Okay. so, so So that's what it is. It's like a steroid for the brain. Makes you real smart and body. and body and also makes you precognitive. It's really interesting stuff, which, you know, the director forgot to put into the movie at all. And this whole, the whole, like, you know, main premise around the whole movie, what, what motivates everyone is this, this spice, you right. know, and you don't put that in. That's bad directing. I mean, his storytelling choices are just piss ass poor. 
he, he did not tell the story. All he did was introduce Spice with a few sentences and did not explain anything. Yeah. Nothing at all. Yeah. Just something like, oh, it made space travel more safer, whatever. Yeah. And they didn't cut to any type of B-roll that showed how it made the Spices, you know, the Spices made space travel a lot more safe. Again, we're just, we're, we're being nitpicky here, but usually when you do um, voiceovers, you accompany it with B-roll that matches. You know, I mean, if you don't do that, it's just like a crappy karaoke video where, you know, again, you have this, the lyrics on the bottom over there and the video has nothing to do with the lyrics, right? right? But that's what we had here in this. You know, she's just talking about what the spices are doing and you're just showing the pictures of it getting mined. That's not how it works. I mean, even when you do like Dateline TV or, or Forensic Files and you have the guy voicing it over, the B-roll matches right. what's going, what's on, going on in there, you know, so... So it's really, really, really bad. So the direction was bad. The screenplay was just horrible. Um, they did way too many um, hallucinations. I mean, they could have been all in the book. I could be. That's, that could be it. But the amount of hallucinations they could have cut out. All it was was Zandea walking. Yeah, I'd say eighty percent of the flat of those daydreams. Zendaya walking, or Zendaya him looking at Zendaya for some odd reason. Yeah, yeah, it was so weird. It was like this young boy who's obsessed with this young girl like that, right? And he says, I think, you know, and I, you know, I, I really think he has some connection to her. You can see her and everything in his dreams or whatever like that. And it's so weird. because, And then all, all of a sudden he tells his mom, I've been seeing this girl. Yeah. And, you know, she takes him seriously. <laughs> it's like you talk to any young teenager. Yeah, I'm seeing this girl in my dreams. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go, everybody. Yeah, you're going through puberty, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's not it's not special forces. You know, you don't have like psychic abilities. How does she look like? Oh, she's like this. And like, oh yeah, I think you're in love with, you know, your your make believe woman and all that. Yeah. You're you're like 16 years old. Things are happening to your body, right? You know. Yeah, I think that was a creative license because even in the Zoom series, I think Paul was older. Yeah. He wasn't no 16-year-old kid. I could have sworn he was like 20s. Yeah, I mean, he, he, look, he looks a lot older in, in, the, in the Dune um, movies, in the series, in the, the old Dune movies. So so um, anyway, why don't you just stick to, to the directing choices, and the directing and screenwriting choices, because they're one and the same. Uh, the main screen, screenwriter of Dune, actually, his name was uh, John Spite or something like that, and Danu was the secondary screenwriter, which means that... He doesn't have as much influence on the script as the first, but or it seems... That, that, that's what you think. That's what you think, but I think he has way more. Yeah. I think he has way more because it just looks like, I mean, this has a signature, his boring signature on here, like, you know, of not Big telling... boring. Yeah, of not telling... It, it's more like inefficient storytelling, right? Yeah, I mean, you could, you could have summed up everything that happened in the beginning in a paragraph, and then you could have just fast... You could have just... Showed it and then go on with the story. There was so much unnecessary stuff. I mean, sure, it was visually beautiful. But if you cut out all these unimportant crap, mm-hmm. you would have had a much more better flowing and more eventful movie. Yeah, this movie was so slow. I mean, um, if you don't, like for myself, like Keith knew about Dune already. You never read the books, nope. but you saw the old movie and you and saw, saw the miniseries. A lot of the miniseries. I didn't see the whole thing, but I saw, I'd say, more than half. Yeah, okay. And, uh, but, but you never read, read one book. Never. Did you try to read a book? No? Uh, no. Okay. So I didn't want to spend the money for My that. knowledge about Dune is just about this movie. So, and I come out of this movie and I'm thinking, after the movie, I'm, t- I'm asking Keith, what, I, what did I watch? 
And in that little portion where we're getting ready to get out of our seats and like, you know, make sure we don't like, you know, forget anything mm-hmm. at our seats, you're explaining to me about the movie. In that little three-minute conversation, I learned more about Dune than from the movie. That's yeah. bad. That's, <laughs> that's really bad. Especially considering that movie was good almost three hours. Yeah. It felt as though it was five. Yeah. yeah it's like it's it so was just slow. so boring. And let, let's go on. Um, they say the epic music. Yeah. Oh my God! It was like freaking that that weird um, screaming scream voice. And, um, yeah, that's just really weird thing. Weird voice. I'm like, it's like they, they they're vibrating their um their 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 voice cords make these weird noises that nobody would really want to listen to. Fact, why would anybody want to listen to? In it? fact, Keith, why don't you keep playing? I'm gonna go find that that um that thing on YouTube right now. That that clip of them singing. And then we're going to play it for you, folks, because every time an airplane, like, took off or a ship took off or... I think they were even playing when, when he was eating breakfast. Yeah, when he was eating breakfast. I was like, oh, but is it so... He's, Paul, Paul eating breakfast is so important. It has to be epic. Yeah, yeah, to, in a bad way. Like, like, to me, I think, why was the director trying to make every single scene, like, overly epic? Yeah. Like, with, you know, like, dramatic lighting, you know, you have to have Hans Zimmer, like, you know... You know, scoring it. He's putting his, you know, hand in the water, like whatever. Like yeah, I mean, right. everything's like so epic. Like, like everything doesn't have to be that epic because if you, everything, everything's epic, it just gets kind of dry after a while. Everything's epic. Then nothing's epic. Yeah, then nothing's epic. You know, it just yeah, it just it becomes counterproductive. If everything's yeah. epic, nothing's epic. Yeah. So l- let me try to like uh, um, actually try to find the the video for you and then. Um, Keith, you keep talking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and come on, I mean, at least you could have had some kind of any kind of be- any opera score would have been better than that. Any opera score. Yeah. Yeah. Heck, you could have used Bride of the Valkyries. Oh, here we go. Here, here we, we go. go. Oh, jeez. So every time. Like every time a ship flew, we we hear this. And the way, uh, the way most of these critics are, oh, okay, I'm going to turn this are, off. Are, are, um, touting this masterpiece and this epic music that's coming out of it is like, really, you like that crap? Does that does that sound good to any normal person? Yeah, this is. Would you listen to it? I mean, this is. I mean, every, imagine an X-wing fighter. Every single time it takes off, you know, to go fight, it's like you have and, and this lady, lady is screaming, and her voice sounds like a trumpet, but it's very irritating. But they make it's so epic and all that. It's like, wow, like why? It doesn't have to happen every single time. Like he's just walking through there. Zendaya is walking, and you have to lady. Like, it's like, yeah, oh, every, every time he had an hallucination, I swear that movie's music playing. Yeah, with the, it's like, oh my god. And, and there's no variation in it. They keep playing that freaking track, and it's annoying as shit. Yeah. I mean, it, it's so funny because, you know, after the movie, we went to, <laughs> we to go take a piss, and that's playing during the credits. Yeah, we're like, oh, I still hear that music. You still hear the music, but it made, you know, now, now your piss becomes like a very epic movement, right? <laughs> it's like, you're like, I just want to take a piss. And Hans Zimmer is like scoring my piss, you know, yeah. <laughs> right? So, but 
Yeah, it, it's just not a good movie to me. I think I think if you now my advice is that if you want to see this movie, watch it on HBO Max. Don't waste your time in the movie theater. Don't waste your fifteen dollars and fifty cents or you're whatever. Be, you're better off watching like Halloween. Probably we didn't watch Halloween, but it's probably better. I heard it's really good. Or last um, last. Uh, Venom, Venom, the, the, yeah, Venom was good. Venom, yeah. Venom, Venom was much better. Last Duel, that's what it was called. The Last Duel, yeah. I want to watch the Last I Duel. I kind of want to watch that. Yeah, you can't go wrong. I mean, it has Matt Damon and um, yeah. freaking Kylo Ren in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, the, and plus this guy Danu is not really called being that is going to direct it. I don't think I ever want to watch a movie that was directed by this guy. Like, yeah, I don't think I'd watched a movie that I thought was good by this guy. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine him directing Star Wars or something okay. like that? Oh, it's like oh my cheese. Wow, I didn't think Star Wars could be so boring. Yeah. Nothing's happening. They're talking to each other to death. So what really bothers me is that, so this is what they call a science fiction movie, yeah. right? And so science fiction is my wheelhouse. That's what I write. And what my, what I'm, and what, that's what you kind of read, sci-fi yes. fantasy. Sci-fi fantasy, yeah. But why, and when you read sci-fi fantasy or good science fiction, the, it actually good, goes somewhere. There's movement. Well, good writer. Here's my thing. Good writers always understand that there's science in the fiction. It's yeah. science. So even if it's fake science, like even alchemy, yep. you can explain alchemy, right? You can and you can treat alchemy, even though it's fictional, right there. You can treat it like real science in that world. Heck, you can treat it like chemistry in this world. Yeah, but you can create it. But it's again, technically, it's fictional science. Yeah. But you can. It's so well thought out of. You can actually treat it like real. I mean, it's, it is treated like real science. In that fictional world, like alchemy, right. and even like things like you know witchcraft and everything, it's really well explained. I mean, even like zombie stuff and werewolf stuff, it's a really, really well explained fantasy science, right? So here we go over there, like in Dune, they have these dragonfly, you know, airplanes, which are like the wings are like dragonflies, and first of all, they don't fly like dragonflies; uh, they fly like regular fighter jets. You know, the director didn't even like you know, you know take a step forward and ask himself how do dragonflies actually fly? And dragonflies are, by the way, if you want to know, they are the most um, maneuverable insects. They are they can fly upside down, backwards. They can fly back as fast as they can backwards as they can forward, uh, and um, they can fly with one wing missing, two wings missing a lot of times. They're that incredible, and um, but and, and here and they don't dive like. Dolphins. So what you had in this movie was like dragonfly ships, aircraft or spaceships, and all really spaceships or they're just sort of great. They, I think they flew right in the atmosphere. I think right? that was atmosphere ship. Yeah. yeah. So they flew in the regular regular atmosphere, and they dove. They like air, like fighter jets and dove like dolphins. You know, they would retract their wings and then dive in there. Right. And it was just weird, like that. You, the director didn't take the time to study how these these um I guess these uh. They, they call them thopters, would actually fly, you know, theoretically in real life, right? They're shaped like dragonflies. They should fly somewhat oh. like regular dragonflies. Well, then again, it could be off of the books, for all I know, for all we know. I never read the books because I think they actually explain the, how the, these things fly in the books. They should, at least. They should. They should. And maybe they are going to Canada. Maybe I'm really off there. But even if they aren't in the original books, they're going off there, they should still explain to themselves. You, you, you design something to fly like a... You know, it looks like a dragonfly. Maybe it should. It flaps its wing like a dragonfly. It should fly like a dragonfly. Yeah. Right? And they never really... Ex and another thing about the move that kind of irritated me, they never explained it, the, that order. The order, uh, I can't remember the, the name of that. Yeah. Which, the witches or whatever we call yeah. it. Yeah. 
So, so just to let you know, so for, so for those of you who already saw the movie, um, there is only one emperor in the whole galaxy, and there are many dukes in there, and there are many houses out there, so it's, not, it's just not two. And this duke uh, was actually sent to this planet be, because um, he, was, he was sent there to be set up and to, to get die, and to die because this emperor was getting more more popular than the emperor. No, this duke was getting more popular than the emperor. So he he was basically sent there to get massacred. Yeah, yeah, basically. That you know, and so it's all a setup, and that's the story right there. But see, that story wasn't told, and maybe they don't want to tell it. But then you have to tell something because that's where you can have some creative freedom to make it actually even more interesting. Well, they kind of told it, but they kind of did it in a sideways manner. Yeah. I mean, I missed it, or is that the part I fell asleep? I think that might be the part you fell asleep. Yeah, yeah, but was it totally efficiently? No, oh, not really. I mean, they, they could have done that in like two minutes, and it took them an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's why it's moving so slow. Is moving so? I mean, I swear, by the time you go like I think halfway through this whole whole movie, you'll be thinking. Ben and Jensen with the car. Ben and Jensen. Yeah. What is that? Those are the witches. The, one oh, the, the witches. The, the witches. witches. The ones that could manipulate you with their voice. They never explained what they were. Yeah, they just oh, there's the benedictions in order. They expected you to know what the benedictions in order was. Yeah, so yeah, so there's definitely a, what they call a, a dune vocabulary. I say there's a dune vocabulary you have to know. Like like any lore, there's yeah. a vocabulary you have to know. So good directors will explain that that lore because you want to bring in people and they'll explain it very slowly. So usually in this case, what if I were to write it, I would say the father would be explaining things to Paul, and then the mother would also explain things and all that, and that's how you would learn as Paul would learn, right? But then um, they don't do anything of that; they just expect you to know from the beginning. Yeah, basically, you're supposed to know by from the scene where like, where well, she's trying to teach you the how to use the voice, but okay, the, the voice is all going to find. What's the what's the voice? Yeah, where did it come from? Yeah, I mean, there's all these questions and everything. You know, it's really funny. USA, USA Today had an article out um, explaining all of the different things in Dune that you may have, like, may that, not that, known. May, not, may have not known, which the director left out. That's bad when USA Today has to come up with an article to actually explain what this movie, what all the different, different things were inside the elements were in the movie. That's, that means that the movie was poorly written. Yep. Movies should not. You don't. Ha- you should not have to have a follow up article uh, oh, written what, by. What, yeah, yeah. By somebody. What, what? 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 This is. What that is. Yeah, that's bad directing. So how can you be one of the best directors in the world like that today and then and leave that out? Yeah. You know, I think people are just enamored from the cinematic look of it. You know. I wasn't. I was put to sleep by the cinematic look of it. And to me, I don't think the cinem- cinematic looks are anything that great. No. I mean, it's like, okay, fine. Like, I mean, I really was more awed, like, when I first saw Jurassic Park, I think. Oh, yeah. Because you got to see, like, you know, I said, wow, this is really cool. Like, or when I first saw, like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Well, you got to figure, Jurassic Park was not only epic for the eyes, it actually made sense. The story was yeah. A to B to Z, or whatever. See, or, now with CGI, you expect things to look like this. Yeah. Right? I mean, oh, yeah, okay, we've seen that, you know? Everything should look epic. Yeah. But... Where's the story? Yeah. Why do we need something else to explain the story to us? Yep. I mean, I watched the thing. The only reason I knew what the hell was going on was because I saw the 1980s version, which they took creative liberties, and it's not exactly like the book, but I could understand it. Mm-hmm. I understood. I like the 80s version movie so much better than the new one. It should be the other way around because the 80s version would look like a joke compared to the 
Uh, it's funny because I listen to all these different types of reviewers out there, and they're out, they're just saying, "Oh, because, um, you can see the, the perspective." You're saying, you know, Paul's standing here, and you see the the, the ships in the distance, and you can, and you, can and you can see how small he is compared to this and everything. Like, but that's that simple cinematography, that simple. Th- I mean, I do that for my wedding photography, you know, to make things look bigger and smaller. Like I'll literally put if like a if a um, if a groom is like too tall, I'll put a shorter bride like in front of him. And make him trail by like about two feet, and she will look taller or tall as him, even though she's like about a foot like shorter than him. That's just simple perspective. It's not anything anything to write home about, you know. It's like yeah, okay, something's closer to the camera, and that's not closer to the camera. Why is that epic? That's nothing. <laughs> that's that's really that's really nothing, right? Is. You know. And, and to say, oh, you know, I mean, you know, what I really didn't like was, you know, they kept saying how great Zendaya was and the acting with Zendaya. She didn't do anything. All she did was walk back and forth yeah. and stare at him and walk with him, do something. And it was like, really? Um, what was the point of her in the movie? There was no point of her in the movie. None. They never got to the point where she would be important in the yeah. movie. Yeah. All she was is some fantasy girl. Yeah, she was a fantasy girl, right? That was it, right? I mean, he was like kind of in love with her in a way, you know, like that. I mean, does he actually hook up with her? Yeah, he does. Oh, he does? Okay, I get it. That he's, She becomes the mother of his children, yeah. but you're not going to get that from this crap. That yeah. yeah, and, and they really, they're, they're, to me, I felt they're really exploiting her beauty all the time. I mean, Zendaya is, you know, to me, I think Zendaya is pretty, but they're always having her walk like slow motion, yeah. like music, but that stupid... And sometimes the angle yeah. was just... Yeah, but they weren't shooting her from yeah. her best angles, because yeah. she's a pretty girl, but then they're shooting her from her worst angles. Yeah. You know, she's a really good. She's a really good three quarter look yeah. person. She doesn't look really good as good as you know full straight on. Yeah. Not like Cindy Crawford. You know, like she's good, at, like multiple different angles. And that is not doesn't have as many good angles no. as Cindy Crawford. You know, but um, but yeah, like uh, you know, I really think. I mean, I think this is the worst movie of the year. It's probably a cinematic. I mean, it is. I don't. Want to, I wouldn't call it a cinematic marvel. No, it just—it's pretty looking. Yeah, that's all. That's all you can say about it. It looks pretty. Yeah, the costumes. Oh, by the way, I want to talk about the costumes. They kept saying how good the costumes were, but the costumes are not functional. You you see, you see all these people with all different types of things, but they don't look functional. You know, like that. Like Star Wars, they look functional. Like Darth Vader's suit. Okay, I can understand all like what the switches do and why this mask was that way, but I don't understand like these costumes how they're functional. Right, they just look weird. Yeah, like I've I've seen them like you know eccentric fashion designs on Fashion Week in New York City, right? Exactly. So it's 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 really not anything to write home about. Um, if Dune Two comes out, are you going to see it? No. Yeah, I'm not going to see it either. I mean, the ships look better, everything like that. But I have to say, I like the look of the '80s suit better than the current the current the suit of those in this one. I do. You showed it to me. I think '80s Paul. So 80s Paul looked like a real man. Yeah. Not like a little freaking emo. Yeah, so why don't we talk about Paul's character, right? So Paul in the 20 no, in the in the old the, no, 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 the 1980s version. The 1980s version, Paul was maybe the actor's probably his mid 30s looks like. Yeah. Right? Late and 20s, mid 30s. Late late 20s, mid 30s, but he looked like a man, like yeah, a grown yeah. man. He's definitely not a child. He's a leader. He's, he's, a, he's a leader. He's someone to be respected. Yeah, and he's already teaching, like, you know, leading armies, right? L- leading troops. They teach them well, how to fight. Yeah, that happened later in the later half of the movie, but yeah, still. But he still is that, right? Yeah. He's a leader. Like, he shows, he has testosterone to him. He's not, like, trying to wander around, trying to find his identity. So he has some, like, you know, he has some balls, cojones, right? Yeah. He actually looks 
the part. Yeah, like I would not want to cross that paw in a, in a dark this alley. This paw looks like a freaking twig. Yeah. He has no muscle on him. He's a dweeb. Yep. You know, and I don't buy him, you know, going toe-to-toe with any, any fight and thinking he could actually win. Yeah. I mean, he might be faster, but... Yeah. And I could understand if he was precognitive, yeah. then maybe that would give him an advantage. But he, in that one fighting scene where he killed his uh, supposed Obi-Wan. Yeah. <laughs> but they changed their mind and said, oh, okay, maybe he's not going to be the Obi-Wan. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, so, so anyway, this Paul in this 2021 version... He's on a journey to find himself like every single other like hero character that we've it's irritating. Yep. Like like Luke Skywalker is on a journey to find his his identity, who he is. It just moved way too slowly. Yeah. So this one he's does the same thing. I, I, I hate it. I hate it when the when the writers do that because writers, by the way, are that of that typical personality type. You know, artists are always trying to find their identity. So what they do in movies is that okay, we're going to write a hero who is just like us, and the hero is going to try to find their identity because we're trying to find our identity. And, and most heroes are not like that. Most heroes are, know who they are. A lot of them are strong alpha males or alpha females, and they're sometimes they're assholes a lot of times, right? Most of the time they're assholes. Yeah, you know, but they're not these people like, oh, where am I? What's my purpose? You know, most of the time they're assholes who you want to send in to get the job done. Yeah, yeah, and that's like the Jason Momoa's character and that Donald guy's character yeah. right there. That's your typical hero hero character, but you know, yeah, Paul, and in fact, the old. Dune, he was, or he was already that. He already had that, right? I'm not sure if he was an. He kind of was like a, you know, he had that strong, just strong, you know. Yeah, of course, yeah, he did. Yes. Yeah. Um, he was kind of weak, kind of in the beginning part. Yeah. But he wasn't like freaking. Yeah, so you can always like it's kind of you know the old Thor, like you know Thor when he was beginning, he was just he was still a butthead, but he lost his ways purely by being a butthead, by being arrogant. It wasn't he wasn't lost trying to find his identity. He was just you know stop being an asshole. You know, be, 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 more, be more responsible. Whereas you know? in the original 80s one, it's more like he was like, well, he was a freaking Duke's kid. Yeah, so he's spoiled. Just a little bit spoiled. I mean, he still had tra- combat training. He was still kind of a badass, but he wasn't using it as well as he could have. Yeah. So this is a different character. This Paul was like, you know, he didn't know his purpose. He was like kind of, thing, am I strong? Am I weak? You know, what am I? You know, my, you know. I guess I'm, my mom wasn't supposed to have me and all that kind of crap and everything. Cause, oh, they said that same thing in the... In yeah, the but, but this one, he was more like, you know, again, more emo. This, yeah. this Paul was emo. Yes, this Paul was emo and it's like, really, this guy, this kid, you want this kid to be the leader? He's yeah. a freaking dweeb that he should be shot and killed that's in the why, back alley. That, that's why when Jason Momoa's character, you know, you know, confronts him and says, oh, you know what, you're not a fighter. Basically telling him, you're, yeah. not, you're not a fighter like that, right? Come on, like that, right? And I'm, I'm thinking the same thing. You're, no, you're not. No, you're not. You're a freaking little yeah. prick, man. So this is where, like, you know, for myself as a, you know, a, a writer, I say, you know, you, know, you have to th- keep things canon to reality because you see a little dweeb kid and he wants to go frontline infantry. No. He's going to die in, like, the first 10 <laughs> seconds. Yeah, yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah. I don't want you fighting on the side of me because, you know, you, you, I'm not sure if you have my back. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure you're not. Yeah. So, yep, that, I'm not a big fan of this movie. I don't, you know, if you see it, again, go see it on HBO Max. You want to add anything before we go? It looked like a strong wind could knock this kid over. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. This kid was a twig, man. Oh, my God. So, uh, I gave it, um, on my my website, on Scriptwriter, Steve, I gave it a, a grade Z 
or like multiple Z's, not an F. It's like below. <laughs> I never, never did that well, before. Well, no, Z's is because you're you're sleeping. Yeah, I it's, mean, it's it's to the point where you have to be totally in love with the lore of Dune to actually understand it, to actually love it. That's what I think it was. I think that a lot of people are in love with the lore, and they were so hungry to see a, a modern day Dune made, and and it brought a lot of their. Yeah, I guess maybe I think a lot of them have maybe read the books. Yeah. So so it kind of fulfilled their their fantasies, right? Seeing all of these things that yeah, come to so, life. Yeah. And I could see that, you know, I I could understand that. But by itself, it is crap, total yeah. utter crap. Yeah. Not worth your money. I don't even know if it's worth your two hours or three hours of however long it is. Yeah. I think it's like two hours and forty five minutes. So I could understand hours. if you read the book. And then you watch this, you're like, oh, man, now it kind of coincides with the book, right? Yeah. It has a visual with the book, right? Because you don't have to say every, You don't have to show everything. You don't right. have to tell everything because, you know, you're, you're not – your audience is not people who actually don't know anything about Dune, like me. Yep. All right. All right, people, that is it for our podcast for Dune. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, and we will talk to you later. All right, everyone, that's it for today. I had fun podcasting. If you like what you hear, please share my podcast. If you can't find me, look on your favorite podcast platform and look for BBQ2 Movies. That's BBQ T.O. Movies. Yeah, the T.O. is not the number two, by the way. It is T.O., like Terrell Owens. So that's BBQ2 Movies. Catch you around.